Welcome to Mom Blogging Unplugged, where we go behind the scenes on all the things that people won't tell you about this crazy mom blogging world. I'm your host, Erica. I'm a mom of two, marketing expert, blogger behind Mumbreak, and lover of all things deep fried. I think that this world of mom blogging is a bit too cagey, so I am going to bring on guests for you who will answer all the tough questions and things that people don't usually talk about. I want to help take your blog to the next level by giving you the real information without beating around the bush. The irony of this week's episode is that it is 4.15 in the morning and I am recording this episode now, a few hours before it's scheduled to go out, because I completely forgot to record this episode. I have six or seven episodes with guests actually already recorded, so I could have pulled from one of those, but I really want to, if you haven't noticed, get into the routine of doing an episode for guests, and then an episode with just me, an episode with guests, and then just me. And for whatever reason, even though it's way easier to record an episode with just me, I completely forgot because I got so laser focused on some of the awesome guests. So here I am going to, like a huge hypocrite, be teaching you about how to be more productive when I completely forgot about a podcast episode. But before I get started, I want to tell you guys a little bit about the sponsor for this podcast. Is that what people are supposed to say? Okay, it's not a real sponsor, or maybe I should say it is a real sponsor. I need to take myself seriously, but I have decided to sponsor my own podcast. Basically, when people say that, I think that now this is the time where I'm going to advertise to you. But one second, I won't be long. Trust me, it's not going to be one of those ones that you have to skip ahead, and then you look and you realize that you've actually skipped the first six minutes of the entire episode. But what I want to let you guys know is that I do have a course called Mum Blogging 101. So if you are at the stage where you are starting a blog and you're feeling completely overwhelmed and you realize that you got in a little bit over your head, that's exactly what I created this course for. I created this course to help and empower moms who are looking to start a blog or who have maybe already started and aren't feeling like they're getting enough traction but the course is designed specifically for a mom's schedule. So small, bite-sized audio lessons with a really unique note-taking system, no printables, no nothing. Basically a course completely designed around a mom's schedule so that you could actually finish it and get the most bang for your buck. So if you want to go check that out, it's available at mumblogging101.com. Okay. I think that was what, 30 seconds? That wasn't so bad. If you didn't skip ahead, thank you. If you did, that's okay. I get it. We're still friends. I'm going to teach you still about some of my productivity hacks. So I have a list of 10 things that I do that are the reason I'm able to get so much accomplished in a day. One of the things I get asked all the time, especially since I share so much on my Instagram account, mum.break, people are really, I don't know why they seem confused or concerned, but they're just, they're really surprised by how much I do in my day. And part of that is because I'm just the kind of person who loves being busy. I have a hard time just sitting down and relaxing. It's something I've been working on my entire life, but that's just inherently how I am. But the other part of it is because by nature, I just work in, a, in systems that make me more productive and I do things so I can get the most bang for my back. And without sounding like a total cliche, I want to give you 10 tips 
to get more done and do less work. And honestly, as time being so limited as a mom, and it's funny because I recorded a podcast episode yesterday, one of the other many ones that I have banked. But anyways, Dr. Tracy, Tracy Dalgleish, I'm going to be releasing a podcast for her next week, came over yesterday and we recorded a podcast episode, but actually at my house. So she came, she's in, she's local to where I am. So she drove over so that we'd have a face-to-face interview and time is so limited as a mom that I was about to start scrolling Instagram. I was all set up waiting for her to come over to my house and start our podcast episode. Um, the kids were upstairs. I had tableted Aubrey in her bedroom, my toddler and the baby was down. He's down to one nap now. So I threw him in his room and just prayed to God that he wouldn't cause a ruckus for the amount of time that we were recording the episode. But anyway, so all the kids were taken care of. Tracy was coming over to the house and I was sitting down in my chair waiting for her to start recording the episode. And I thought to myself, I'm going to start scrolling Instagram and reply to some of these comments, some of the messages. But then, but then I was like, no, I, ha- I really, I really have to pee before she comes and I don't want to have to pee in the middle of our podcast. I have 30 seconds before she gets here. Do I go on Instagram or do I go pee? Like, this is how limited time is as moms is that we're really, we're trying to decide pee or Instagram, pee or like feed ourselves. The amount of moments in the day that we get can be so rare that we have to make the absolute most of them. And in hindsight, I probably could have just peed and Instagrammed at the same time. But anyways, that was, I was tired. I, it was like the afternoon. So that's where my brain fizzles out. But that's the point is that you have so limited amount of moments in the day that one of the ways I'm able to get as much done as I do is because I do these 10 things to make my day more productive. So I'm going to just start with number one. Number one is use voice dictate on your phone. So I can't speak to Android because I am an Apple user, but I'm assuming something similar exists. So on my Apple iPhone, I voice dictate just about everything. I use voice and I very rarely actually type anything. The reason is, is because yes, we're really quick typing with our thumbs now. We can be really fast. But it's so much easier just to, like I'm doing now, just kind of like verbally spill it all out. So here's a few things that I use voice memos for or voice dictate, whatever you want to call it. I use it to write blog posts. I use it to answer text messages. I use it to answer Instagram messages. Sometimes you'll actually, if it's a longer one that I don't feel like proofreading, then I will use... um, like the voice record and leave you a voice memo. So the actual, you'll hear me speaking instead. Um, I will use it for Facebook posts, Instagram posts, whatever it takes. Emails, emails is a huge one. I use the voice dictate feature for just about everything. So let's take blogging as an example. If I'm writing a blog post, one of the ways that I do that with the voice dictate feature is I actually have downloaded the WordPress app and I just start writing my blog post in the WordPress app itself. And I press the little voice record, voice dictate thing at the bottom right. Then when it comes time, I can actually publish or to do all the content stuff in the back end, like pictures, actually finalizing the post. 
I can go in and edit it for grammar and for structure. But the thing is, the idea is that the ideas are already there. So I don't need to actually come up with the ideas. It's just something that comes up on the fly. And guess what? 95, I'm going to even go higher. 98% of the time, blog posts for me are written while I am standing in my kitchen island feeding my kids or out for a walk with my kids pushing the stroller or even sometimes while I'm sitting in the car or whatever, they're always written when I'm on the go. For Instagram or Facebook posts or whatever it is, especially if it's a longer one, because some of my Instagram posts typically tend to be a little bit more blog-ish, I use the voice dictate button just to sort of get my ideas out there. And then there's always typos and there's always going to be mistakes. So I typically will just go back in and edit those whenever I get a chance. But it helps me get the ideas out and get it started because if I have to sit down there and type it out, well, it doesn't technically take that much longer. It's more of a mental hurdle. Which leads me to productivity hack number two. Just embrace voice memos. I have started using a program called Voxer and I use it with my business coach and with some sort of marketing e-colleagues. But it is so much easier to have a quick voice memo conversation back and forth. And how Voxer works is it's like a walkie-talkie. So it's like voice memos, but you don't have to listen to the replay. It's literally just live like a walkie-talkie. So as soon as they start talking, you can start listening. Now, I know that, especially as a mom, that may not always be the most practical thing because babies are feeding and you're rocking kids to sleep, whatever. But if you're past that stage in your life, this is perfect because what I can do is, let's say someone sends me a Voxer message and I'm driving, um, I can listen to it without using my hands. Or if I'm sitting in the kitchen prepping food, what I typically do is I just have my phone on the counter and I press play on the message and I can go and prepare a meal or... Um, and you'll see the irony of this statement later on, but I can do two things at once and it's super easy. So even Instagram now I'll be sending voice memos. Um, the ones I send voice memos for are the responses that require a longer answer where you shouldn't have any ambiguity. So let's say people are asking me about sleep training. That's a really good example. I will typically send a voice memo back because typing that all out um, takes a little bit more time and it wouldn't give it the answer and the meat that I wanted to. And the funny thing is, I think like 90% of the time people just answer back in, in text because I'm sure that they've either caught them when they're at work or feeding baby or maybe they feel awkward about it. I don't know, but I don't really care because it's either, it's the choice of for me either answering a voice memo or not having the time to answer at all. And I, my, one of my goals is to, whenever I do anything or look at anything, and I'm not always perfect with this, but let's say I open an Instagram message. My goal is to reply to that instantly and action it right away. So it's not something that's lagging on my brain later on. And guess what? Sometimes I actually, this happens a lot or this happens a ton. Let's say I get a message and I open it. I'm like, I'm going to answer this message right now. The kids are behaving then. And as soon as I open the message, Austin starts losing his mind or Aubrey comes over and she's like spilled some fresh mess of chaos everywhere. But my thing is, is that I really want to just get that message out because otherwise I'll forget about it because then another message will pop up or some other 
kid catastrophe will pop up and it's always something. So I try to deal with it right away. And sometimes a voice memo is just faster. It's either, it's not perfect, but it's done. Okay, so on to productivity hack number three. Use a project management tool of some kind. So whether that is Trello, Asana, Todoist, Evernote, whatever works for you because everyone's brain works in very different ways. I think the ultimate most popular one is Asana, um, followed closely probably by Trello. I have used both of those for years and love them both. Right now I'm currently using Trello. Um, I actually have used Asana for the last five years. I've even had the corporate plan when I was in my corporate world. We paid for the premium version, which was lovely, but you don't need to. It's absolutely a free tool. There's no reason why you need to have the paid version. So whatever you do, don't pay, get the free tool. Um, but the goal of this project management system is not to overcomplicate life, but it is meant to unload the junk in your brain. So for instance, all of my work that I have to do for clients, all of my podcast episodes, this one, (laughs) this podcast episode ironically was not in my Trello account, which is why I forgot to do it. But all of the episodes that you're recording, all of the things that you're doing, all the content you're creating, that can all be kept in one place. So it's basically a virtual agenda or planner, but unlike a paper planner, which feels so good and feels so lovely to write out, it's not super practical these days, especially in the world of content creation, because planners were big before we got to the point where blogs and social stuff were a thing and you're creating a million different pieces of content and that's really difficult to track the full big picture on pen and paper. So using a productivity project management tool like Trello or Asana or Todoist or even just Evernote is um, kind of essential. And you know what, even if you don't have a blog or a business and you're just listening and you're like, well, I'm just a mom, which is the most ridiculous statement ever. Cause you're not just a mom. You're like an awesome woman and you are a mom because that is anyways, I'm going down a road that I shouldn't be going down. Um, but you can use it for things like planning your weekly meals or your grocery lists or upcoming things to do with the kids. Like I have all of Aubrey's activities in there and I have a meal planner and a list of kids activities that I want to do and household projects that I want to do. So I've really just sort of taken all of the crazy junk that's going on in my brain and put it into organized lists, but in a digital way, which leads me to productivity hack. Number four is use and create and love and live in your brain dump list. And how I use a brain dump list is in Trello. I have a list called brain dump. And every single time, regardless of what it is, I think of anything that has to be done or that I want to do, or basically anything that requires any sort of action in any way, no matter how big or small, I put that thought into my brain dump list. It could be something as simple as, um, buy rice, or it could be something like a big product that I want to start selling in the future, or it could be a podcast idea, or it could be that I need to remember to 
a change in the laundry is a bad example, but I need to remember to, I don't know, clean out the study. It could be anything, but basically anything that is causing your brain weight in any way that doesn't need to be done immediately put in your brain dump list. And this is how I use it. Every morning when I go through and I plan out my day. So every morning before I start my day, the kids wake up, whatever, I sit down for five minutes and I plan out the things I'm going to do in the day. And then I also go into my brain dump list in Trello and I organize that entire list. So let's say, for example, there is a note on there that says, I have this great podcast idea for this topic, blah, blah, blah. Then I also have a list in Trello that is podcast ideas so that when I go and record a podcast, I can go and pull from that list. But that podcast idea for my brain dump, I just drag that in to the list where it belongs. Let's say it's that I need to order some labels for Aubrey's school stuff. So she's going to kindergarten in the fall and we need to label everything. So I need to order those. So I put those on the list because I don't need to do them right away. It's not something that I, it was urgent to do. It was just something to be done in the near future. So I can put that wherever and whenever I need to do it. So something like that, let's say um, there was a deadline for it and school was starting in a few weeks. So I need to do it sometime this week. I would actually drag that into my to-do list for the week. So I would know, I would sort of schedule it out. Let's say, for example, it was that I needed to buy a birthday present for, we have a birthday party in a couple weeks. So that's the same thing. I need to buy a birthday present. I would schedule that out and give sort of more time around it. And that's the funny thing. When you go back and you look at your brain dump list, a lot of the things that were popping into your head were causing your, were taking up space in your brain from thinking about more productive things or more useful things for your business or for your well-being or for the like family health, right? But by putting them on this brain dump list, it's removing them from taking up space within your brain. And then when you go back and look at your list, you realize that a lot of the things you were thinking were not super productive. And here's the catch. You didn't need to action them right away. Because so often things will pop into our heads and we just think to ourselves, well, this will only take me a few minutes. I might as well do it right now. And I think that's not a bad way of thinking. A lot of people have taught that method where just just get it done. But here's the thing, because you have so limited time, you have very specific or you should have set very specific goals of what you're trying to reach for. And if it's something that takes five minutes is going to knock you off track from reaching that goal. It's better to put on a list and either schedule it out, or maybe it wasn't that important. So I rock my brain dump list aggressively. I'm looking at my list from yesterday. Actually, I didn't organize it out. So it actually is two days, but there's about 20 different things on there. And I probably could have put more. It includes things like get the labels for, um, my daughter's kindergarten stuff. I have a bunch of podcast ideas on there. I want to do a podcast episode on, um, disclosure, how, what, how much you should be telling people in hashtag ad things like that. I have a couple different brands. I want to pitch. I have some research I want to do on Pinterest and so specific things. Like I want to look into, um, rich pins, different ratios of pictures. I have a couple ideas of, freebies and downloadables I want to create for you guys. I have, oh my gosh, yeah, this list is really long. But the idea is I'm looking through this brain dump list right now and a lot of these things, A, are, well, they're not so great. 
I could just probably just delete them. At least they're out of my brain. But I've sort of spot checked them and I say, hey, yeah, you know what? This was kind of a duddy idea. B, or number two, a lot of these are not so bad ideas, but have no need to be done within the next week, day, month, whatever. They can be scheduled out. It's just something that would be nice to do. And C, I didn't miss anything on this list by not doing it right away. And I was able to stick on my goals targets for yesterday. So that was great. Okay. So I'm going to skip ahead to number five. Write out your three to five tasks a day that you need to get done. So I actually use a planner called Productivity Planner. You do not need to use this planner. I am obsessed with planners. Ironically, considering I just spent the last few minutes talking about digital tools. I have always loved putting pen to paper. It feels so good. I have an obsessive collection of pens. I jumped into bullet journals so hard, it's a bit embarrassing. But I there's something about still embracing and seeing something on a piece of paper. So what you could do every day is just grab a post-it note. It could be just a piece of scrap paper. But start by looking at your day every morning in Trello or Asana or whatever, all the list of things you need to do and pick on that list three to five things you need to do every day and like need to do. So for example, I, on my list for today or for actually yesterday is probably a better example. I was number one, most important task of the day, record a podcast episode with Dr. Tracy Dalgleish. Number two, I'm working on a campaign for Grimm's. I wanted to send them some email information about some things. Number three, I needed to close another campaign that I was doing with another business. Number four, surprise, closing a thing with another campaign. And number five, actually, here I am, record podcast episode. This very one that I'm recording, it did not get done. But the idea is that I looked at my list and my digital list and I picked, and it's not always five. Today, actually, I only have four things last week and I'm going to scan through my paper here. One day I only had two things because I knew that I didn't have that much time that day. I took life into consideration. So I thought, hey, you know what? We have playdates all day or I have stuff all night. I'm not going to be able to get as much done today. So I'm only going to pick two things. And those are the things that I'm going to get done. And anything else, guess where it goes? the brain dump list. So it is just about picking and identifying those tasks, working on those first, and then everything else is a bonus. And I tend to now under schedule myself aggressively. So I actually plan that I'm only going to be spending an hour a day on my blogging stuff. And of course it ends up being more than that, but I only schedule an hour of stuff a day and anything else is a bonus so that I constantly feel like I'm ahead of the game and I'm not feeling overwhelmed as much as I used to. And this doesn't just need to be for business stuff. It could just be, let's say you are a stay-at-home mom and you have a list of projects you want to do or activities you want to try for the kids or maybe even things you want to do for yourself, but it's about prioritizing those things in the day so that you get out of the day knowing exactly what you've accomplished and you don't feel like poop because you're like, what did I do today? And you have no freaking clue. So it could be done for anything. I know that it's a bit complicated when you are working with a home business and also parenting as well, because you almost have two parallel lists. So how I handle that is that in my productivity planner here in front of me, I only put 
business stuff in this planner and everything else for my home life is sort of managed just haphazardly, haphazardly through Trello. Um, I kind of wing it there because I didn't want to manage two places, but the idea was that I keep all my business stuff focused in one place. So it wasn't diluted by like clean the basement, organize the basement, do this to the basement. Can you tell that my basement is a freaking, actually it's less of a disaster now. It's only 30% until it's a disaster. I'm almost done gutting it, but that's besides the point is that it keeps me on track. So I know that I'm always accomplishing this and working on the specific goals that I have in front of me. Okay. On to number six, use keyboard shortcuts. I use keyboard shortcuts for just about everything. I use it for affiliate links. I use it for canned responses. I use it for Instagram hashtags in your, and again, I'm sorry, I'm an iPhone user. So just Google this if you're an Android user, because I'm sure it exists. So instead of asking, just Google, ask Google. It is in the settings in your keyboard section. There's a spot that's called keyboard shortcuts. And what you can do is you can do text replace for anything. So how I use it for is affiliate links is a good example. So let's say for instance, I post, I posted a video a few days ago about me making snack boxes and naturally I got a lot of questions about which containers I was using. So my response to people was, thanks for asking. I got these from Amazon. Here's my affiliate link. And instead of actually going somewhere to find and copy and paste the link, I just type AF snack box. And that is my code for affiliate or a L snack box, sorry, affiliate link snack box. And the link just automatically pops up because I have gone into my settings in my keyboard shortcut settings and said that whenever I type on my keyboard, a L snack box, I, the link will automatically pop up. So that's a really easy way to do it. The reason I do a L is because all of my affiliate links will start with a L so that one mistake I made a while back was I did a shortcut for one of my pitching emails and I made the shortcut pitch. So anytime I type the word pitch, my big pitch would pop up automatically and that's not practical. So you want to find words that you're not using in your everyday dialogue. I also use this for hashtags and this was a little bit more of a pain in the ass to set up, but I have a whole sort of database of hashtags and I, right now I'm using a publishing tool. I'm using Planoly, but if you're not using a publishing tool, then this is a hack around it is you can go into your shortcuts and say that every time you type the actual symbol, hashtag mum life, let's say a series of, um, hashtags will pop up automatically for that. So you could do a post that is about a toddler eating and you being stressed about it. So you could do hashtag mom life, hashtag toddler, hashtag food. And those series of um, pre-published Instagram hashtags will automatically pop up in your caption with very little work. It's a little bit more work to set up, but it's totally worth it. Okay, on to productivity hack number seven, and this is sort of similar to using keyboard shortcuts, but used canned responses. I'm assuming that the majority of you are using Gmail as an email client. And if you are, Gmail has a feature where you can create canned responses. So I send a lot of emails 
I send a lot of pitches to companies. I send a lot of summary emails to brands that I work with. Every week, I send an email to my newsletter giveaway winner. These are all emails that take time to type. Save time by using canned responses. So let's say, for instance, I'm going to pitch a new company. I go into my Gmail, I go into canned responses, and start a new email with canned response. And that is my pitch that's already pre-written out. I go in and naturally I customize it so that it's customized to each company and then I can send it. But the meat and the links and all of the foundation is already there. So it saves me at least half an hour of time every single time from rewriting it. There's no need to fix something that's not broken. Don't rewrite it for every single time, but customize it. That's the difference. Another example is I send a winner for my weekly newsletter. So if you don't know, I send a weekly, I do a weekly contest on my email newsletter. So every single week I give away a different prize. You can go check out the details at mumbreak.ca slash Friday. And so every week I give away a different prize, which means that every single week I'm emailing the winner. And I'm also emailing the sponsor with follow-up information. So those are actually canned emails. And my canned email for the winner is something along the lines of like, hi, so-and-so, I'm super excited. Thank you for entering the contest. You've won this prize. Thank you to the sponsor, yada, yada, yada. And it's not a big email and it doesn't need to be anything elaborate. But what I do every week is I copy and paste the um, winner prize from the website, paste it into the email, and then customize it to the individual who's won. So it saves me a lot of time. Which, let's go into the next tip, productivity hack number eight. If you can automate it, automate it. And again, I'm. this is going to be one of those tips that I'm sure makes people go, <laughs> and I'm sort of like shrugging my shoulders and going, <laughs> this is, makes me nervous because technology, if you're not comfortable with automating things can be a little bit overwhelming, but taking the time to set it up and automate things is completely worth it. <clears throat> and I'm going to give you an example. And this might be more of an advanced tip, but if you're not there yet in your business or how it applies to your life, just factor it in for when you get there because it's so important. Email is by far the best example of this. So I automate just about everything through my email marketing tool. And I'm going to take a step back. If you have heard of tools like MailChimp, ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft, I guess it's called Keep now. But all of those tools, what they do is they automate marketing processes. So let's say, for example, someone goes, you go to my website and you want to sign up for my weekly email newsletter. You are going to go on there and fill out a form so that I can capture your information. That form I created in my email marketing tool. Then what happens is, is I have set up an automation in the back end so that you are automatically added to the email newsletter list. And then you are automatically sent an email that says, congratulations, you have entered or you have signed up for the list. 
And every single time that newsletters get sent out, it automatically gets sent to you. So from the time you are signing up on my website to getting the email, I have done nothing. It's really great. It's lovely. (laughs) Here's the cool thing. There's so many different, depending on what email tool you have and what level of skills you have, there's so much customization and automation that can be done. Again, this is my career. My specialization is creating marketing campaigns and automations and backend workflows and things like that. That's really, that's where my specialization lies. I have set up and administrated and migrated so many of these systems. I've used, like I've used them all. Um, So I am able to automate even more. But even as an example now, I have a Facebook group called Ottawa Mom Bloggers. And the goal is to bring all of the bloggers in Ottawa who are targeting moms together so that we can work together and help each other out and give each other support and guidance. But it is a closed group that requires access. And one of the things about the group is I primarily communicate to them via email because email is a more effective form of communication than through Facebook, because think of all the messages and important things that we miss when it's just posted to a wall. So part of the thing they need to do to access the group is to provide me their email. So what I've actually done is I have created a form in my marketing software where they fill out all of the information I need to know, and then they are automatically sent an email with all of the information they need to know about the group. And then I am sent an email saying so-and-so has filled out the form. They can now join access to the group. So all I need to do is go into the group and press, press accept. So I have taken out all of the steps, the manual steps I need in order to accomplish the same thing. And again, I think this step may be a little bit more advanced and I'll probably do an episode on just this in the future. Hey, guess what's going on my brain dump list right now. But the idea is that if you can automate it, automate it. The same goes for social media, right? I know there's a lot to be said about getting into Facebook or Instagram and posting natively on the app, but there are ways to, if you're not using a publishing tool like Later or Planoly or Plan, whatever it is, there are ways to make it so that you're doing the least amount of work yourself. So try to find whatever works for you in your situation and cut out as many steps as possible. Tip number nine, we are going to talk about not multitasking. And I said earlier, I made a reference to listening to voice memos and still cooking and cleaning and being able to do two things. But in my mind, that is different. When I'm talking about not multitasking, I am talking about things like you are writing a blog post, don't also watch Netflix. Or you are writing a blog post, don't have your phone near you and scroll Instagram. If you are actually scrolling Instagram and you are scrolling Instagram to engage to comments and whatever, set a timer, only do that for 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you need to do, and do that exclusively for that amount of time and nothing else. Because here's the thing. I, it's taken me a really long time to realize this because I used to be the queen of multitasking. I am like most women. It is such an effective skill, but what it was actually doing was I was getting little bits and pieces of everything done, but I wasn't actually accomplishing those bigger pieces that established the base for bigger goals. So by that, I mean, 
when I look at my list of three to five things in the day I needed to do, instead of focusing on those three to five things exclusively, I was doing little bits of 30 things and feeling stressed and scattered. And like, I wasn't really accomplishing anything instead of working towards the three to five things that were actually important to me, as opposed to the other 27 things that weren't actually doing all that much other than stressing me out. So this is something that I have started implementing within the last few months, and it has been so hard. It is one of those things that it's like fixing your posture, right? You have to constantly be thinking about it because it's just so inherently built into you is to do as many things as possible. A good example is even preparing breakfast for my kids. So I would sit with them at my island in my kitchen and I would try to prepare breakfast. I would try at the same time to make snacks. I would try at the same time to make myself coffee and to do the laundry. And I would try to do all of those things simultaneously. But what ended up happening was I found that my mornings were so stressful because ultimately one of the kids would throw food and it would make a mess and it would just add another thing to my juggling plates I was doing. And I would get bitter that I was, my coffee was getting pushed off and I wasn't actually accomplishing anything. And it was just a very stressful morning. And the same can be applied to business, but I think it's a really good example of how I felt like I can do it all. So there are some cases when multitasking, if you will, works for me. Like I am feeding the baby breakfast and I'm listening to a podcast in the back end. I am doing one thing and I am, that's not, not important. Like it's obviously important to feed the baby, but it's not the same as writing a proposal for a brand that takes all of my brain power. So I've done, I've stopped completely working on work things with the kids around because, Hey, guess what happens when I'm trying to write an important email and the kids want my attention, A, the email, if it gets sent, it sucks and it's really shitty. It's just, it kind of turns out terribly. And B, the kids get mad at me. I get frustrated. We all get frustrated. And then somebody snaps and somebody cries and it just, it doesn't, it's not good. So I have stopped multitasking from that perspective so that I've really focused on blocking my days and only doing certain one thing at a time. Okay. Last tip. Number 10, batch your content. And this is actually a full podcast episode and surprise, I have one recorded with Morgan Manages and I'll be releasing that shortly. But the idea is that you're going to be grouping like-minded tasks together. So as an example, I typically tend to batch my Instagram content. So I do Instagram a little bit weird. I typically will spend one day a week or one day every two weeks, just take a ton of pictures, edit those pictures, and then get them scheduled so that I am not having to think about constantly filling content. That being said, I also sort of run a hybrid approach where I post pictures on the fly when I feel like it too, when the mood strikes or something comes up. I can go in and find a picture that matches the mood, something that I already have saved in my sort of stores. And it's a kind of combo hybrid strategy. But the thing is, there are some pictures that, especially for me now that I'm using text and I'm getting sort of into letterboards again, 
is, I say that like I'm so bitter. I kind of hate letter boards, but they work. So that's why I use them. Oh, that's a terrible, that's a terrible thing to share, but it's just the truth. And I promised with you guys, I would be honest. Anyways, (laughs) I don't remember what I was saying. Should I edit this out? Probably not, but I have to get myself back on track somehow. Okay. Back to productivity hacks. How, what is I even talking about? Batching content, right? This is actually a really good example of why I batch content because it is a way to keep yourself thinking about one thing and just doing that one thing so you're not jumping between trains of thoughts because then, hey, guess what happens? You have a big brain fart like I just did and you lose it. So let's say every second Friday is an example. It's kind of roughly what I try to stick to. I go and I take a bunch of pictures. I also try every Monday to pitch, try. I say try, it's important to put that in there because these are best efforts and life happens and I don't always stick to it, but it is the goal. I try every Monday to send initial pitch to new brands. Every, actually this one I stick to, every Wednesday is my newsletter day. So every Wednesday I write newsletters, I do unboxings for the newsletters, I do pictures. So if I can, it doesn't always work out this way, but let's say I have a couple different items to unbox. So as part of the newsletter giveaway, I include a video unboxing on Instagram stories. If I have a few coming up, let's say I have two or three products that I know um, are in the schedule and I already got them early from the sponsors, then I don't open them and I wait to open them all at the same time and I do three back-to-back unboxings. And then when I get a chance, I go and I edit those three back-to-back unboxings so that I'm only doing one thing at a time. So start to think about how you can batch some of the work you're doing. In the house, as an example, this is a, this is a silly example, but it's sort of literally what I'm staring at right now because I'm sitting in my kitchen. I have two canvas bags in my kitchen. One is for laundry and one is for junk that goes other places in the house. So as a way of sort of batching things, every time I'm in my kitchen and there's a dirty towel or there's dirty clothes from the kids, I actually, instead of walking each piece over to the laundry, I just throw it behind me in the canvas bag. And then once a day, every few days, depending on how full the bag is, I walk the bag over to the laundry and it's not far guys. Like if you saw my house and I'm sure you probably could tell me where it was in my house. If you follow me on Instagram stories, it's not far, but the idea is that if I am sitting and spending time with the kids, it's just not something I wanted to take away from it. Uh, the other example is the stuff that goes somewhere else. So let's say for instance, there's something on the counter that needs to go into the basement or upstairs. Then I just throw it in the bag behind me instead of going upstairs or going to the basement or whatever, because that's going to take time away from making lunch or playing with the kids or whatever it is. Another really good example from a household stuff and hack is my dish bin (laughs) and this dish bin and my husband and I have had massive debates over this because he thinks it's the most useless thing ever, but I swear to God, this dish bin has been life-changing for me. So I have one of those big new modern sinks where there's no divider. So it's basically just one big giant bathtub sink. It's massive. We basically got the biggest possible sink we could because I was like, it has to fit a crock pot and a baking sheet in here. That was my 
prerequisite. I want to fit a whole crock pot so it can easily fit a crock pot in something else. So what I've done is I've taken a plastic sort of wash bin style Tupperware and I put it in half the sink and every time I'm doing something with the kids or there's a dirty dish, instead of putting it in the dishwasher right away, I put it in the Tupperware in the sink. So this does one of two things. It means that I'm not, <laughs> again, this sounds silly, but I'm not bending down every time and opening the dishwasher. I know that sounds so hard when I say it. So, so easy when I say it, right? But basically I am, well, it's different because I have a one-year-old who's obsessed in beelines for the dishwasher, but all, and they're also off the counter. So I'm putting, let's say he's eating dinner or breakfast at the island, instead of taking a spoon and a bowl and putting it in the dishwasher or taking a cup or a plate or whatever, every single time something's dirty, which is if we have kids is all the time. It's not like this only happens three times a day. There's dirty dishes all day, every day. I just literally throw them in the sink because everything's plastic. So I have a game with myself of if I can make it into the Tupperware, I throw it into the sink from wherever I am. And once, twice a day, I unload that Tupperware into the dishwasher. So it's actually off the island and off the counter, but I'm batching it from the perspective of home stuff. Okay, that was a long list. So what I'm actually going to be doing is starting to create a summary PDF or worksheet with tips, notes, tricks, whatever it is, and whatever is most applicable for each episode moving forward. And I'm going to be creating that and putting it on the website. So you can go to, for this specific episode, mumbloggingunplugged.com slash five. That's it. Mumbloggingunplugged.com slash five to get the full list from today, as well as all of the links that I've included, because I know that you're probably listening to this in the car, or I don't know why I said that, like the Oprah voice, car, you're listening to this in the car or while you're doing something and 99% of the time your hands aren't free. So you can go and actually grab a summary list of the notes. Um, blogging, slash five. And here's what I'm also going to do is once you've filled out that form and signed up, you're also going to be getting an email every Tuesday with each of the new episodes. And you're going to automatically be getting that downloadable within that email. So if you sign up for one downloadable, you're going to be accessing all of them and you're going to get a reminder on Tuesdays with each of the new episodes. So you can pick and choose which ones are most applicable for you. But my goal, like my course, is to make your life as easy as possible and acknowledge that, Hey, you're freaking busy. So that is what I'm going to be doing for you. So to sign up for this specific episode, mumbloggingunplugged.com slash five. Okay. That's it guys. That's hopefully will help you get started on your day. And depending on when you're listening to this, I hope you are having a freaking fantastic day. If you want to follow me along for daily tips and tricks, you can go to Instagram at mumbloggingunplugged. Talk to you guys soon.